Hey, thanks for stopping by. Remember to follow The Gilded Cast on Instagram. Listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to rate it and review it. This week, I want you to meet Kenya Handy Hilliard, candidate for District 40 of the New York City Council in 2021. Here's what we talked about. Hey, Kenya, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and um, here on the Gilded Cast. Um, before we get into like the subject matter, okay. how long have you been in the district? So I've been in the district for 30, 34 years, 38 now. I was raised in Brooklyn, so we lived in uh, Brooklyn Heights. And then I kind of, you know, they were in a one bedroom. I came and they were like, yeah, we got to go. So they found my house for $150,000 in 1986. <laughs> so I wow. moved here when I was three years old. And I've been here ever since, you know, even in, even in school. You know, this was my permanent address. So I, I'm never going to leave, God willing. So when um, when you're not running around um, meeting voters and getting the word out about your candidacy, connecting with your community, how are you, what do you do to unwind? Well, I don't really know what that word is because I'm also a mom of uh, uh-huh. two little kids, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. So... Partially, it's coming home and, you know, taking care of them, make sure that they're straight. You know, I have, I set an hour for myself in the morning, in the evening, and I, I, five days, I think, six days, I got through Bridgerton, (laughs) which was great. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's mostly, if I'm not out working, this is my work, then it's the the real job of being a mom and a, a wife and having to like balance that, which is... I understand now what everybody's talking about. It'd be great to see how the city council changes, not so much, not only in, um, I don't want to say philosophy, philosophy is in the word, but in it, like its mindset changes or how it's more mindful of motherhood. And um, as, as more women come into the city council, that'd be really interesting. I'm bringing my kids, so y'all... <laughs> Y'all gonna see like sit down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sit on the corner. You're all right. <laughs> Mommy gotta work. We'll, we'll be okay. <laughs> right. How do you use music or what music are you listening to that helps you kind of center, recenter yourself? Well, girl, I have been I've been listening to a lot of gospel. Um that has been kind of my centering, especially mm-hmm. when things feel out of my control. And so it's really like, you got to hold on to your faith. <laughs> you got to hold on to yourself. So gospel has been, you know, my, I guess my, my theme songs or my, my theme throughout this to just get me through. It has actually been a love, like a, a love song for me in my faith, because, you know, you're, you're still like, you're, you're still trying to find yourself and your relationship with your God and, and things of that nature. And I'm just like, Wow. When things go crazy, I'm starting to see not only the like, you know, warfare that happens in a in a political game, but like the spiritual warfare that happens is just like, whoa. And especially as you start to kind of gain momentum and you're 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 actually speaking truth to power, this game is real. <laughs> like 
when you have personal interest for personal and financial interests at stake this game is real and you need to be fortified with whatever you have to hold you through and this just sends to be my jesus right now you know you have to you have to fortify yourself because you think you know but you have no idea so there's this narrative about new york city um emptying out and it's like a ghost town and everyone's leaving everyone's fleeing new york city is that true in district 40 is everyone leaving no <laughs> everyone is not leaving <laughs> um it is thriving we are you know one one of the good things that i saw just through this pandemic was people coming out of the woodworks and just like really helping each other and it was something beautiful to see my friends are still here. My family's still here. My community is still here. It's still diverse. Mm -hmm. If you've been to District 40, we're popping, right? Like, <laughs> you know, we are the center of culture. And so we need to, you know, make sure that we stay that way. But nobody wants to leave because it's relatively inexpensive in other part than other parts of Brooklyn. We have every culture you can think of. We have, you know, emerging business corridors and you can have every kind of experience you want with Prospect Park right as your backdrop. So it's kind of like why, you know, we don't want to turn into Park Slope, no disrespect to Park Slope, but, <laughs> you know, we're, we're the live part on the other side of the, of the park. <laughs> The the word reporting from reporting live from District 40, it's still New York. It's quintessential um, New York. What are the issues that haven't been addressed or still need to be addressed in District 40 that you as council member are fit, would be fit to answer and, and serve the district? Well, there's a lot. Um, we've, uh, we have a lot of ground to make up. Um, we are the also, you know, because we're so popping, we are also the epicenter for development. I've been a public servant for 14 years who has worked on every single level of government for this community. Um, I started in Congresswoman Yvette Clark's office representing, you know, the large scale Caribbean immigrant of the African diaspora community, um, working on comprehensive immigration reform. So I have an understanding of like, what are the needs, the particular needs of folks on the ground and how that translates in literal legislative language. Um, I also have worked, you know, with the AG's office. So I understand like, you know, how particular communities struggle in their housing issues, you know, whether they're tenant or homeowner um, and have dealt with like avoiding or trying to triage, you know, deed theft and mortgage fraud, which has been destabilizing our homeowner population. Um, and then our tenant harassment, you know, working with the AG's office to make sure that we lower the threshold for what the de the legal definition of uh, tenant harassment is, making sure that we can act adequately prosecute property owners who who you know try to play themselves and kick kick people out. And I know there are key like real key things on the city level that we need to address through the agencies because they are there's a, a lot of dereliction of duty when it comes to fraudulent paperwork or when it comes to like all the little things that industries try to do to get over on communities 
we're not paying attention to. So that's what I'm coming in with is I know this community. I was raised by it. I say I'm community bred, community led, and I know how to do it through its processes, its legislative and, you know, budgetary processes, because I've had that experience. You have extensive government experience um, as a public servant. So you understand the ins and outs of how, what legislation is, how it happens, and then when it's passed, how does it actually, how is it actually executed? How does it become real, tangible, and affect communities? Um, and a lot of that, in order to, for those for those laws to um, do what they need to do to right improve how we serve the city, um, you also have to understand agency coordination, the different agencies, what they do, how they do what they do, and um, and we've seen that that's become really important. Understanding how everything works together or how they're supposed to work together has become particularly important um, during the COVID crisis um, and how we've responded to the exacerbated uh, needs of the community because nothing is, none of this is new. How are you hoping to lead the city to work better to serve New Yorkers? My, my main focus right now is to get my community to have an, a better understanding of how those processes work so that it's not just me holding, you know, certain particular agencies, you know, accountable or responsible. It's us as a community having an understanding of who's supposed to do what, how and why. And then for them to be able to leverage on their own how they want, you know, anyone to carry their water, their legislative budgetary or, you know, rhetorical water, how they can do it. So it is empowering for me. It's empowering community because they are the boss. It is, you know, really having the conversation about what agencies are supposed to be doing. Now, with that then comes the whole, there are systems in place that create the, comp the, the competition between agencies and why they don't work together. You know this, right? Like the, the, I, the whole budget process of having to spend down on frivolous, you know, things because you don't want to have, you don't want to leave the, the end of the budget, you know, the budget year <laughs> with more money than you did last year so that you can then get more, more money for the next year, right? That should, that's wasteful. And that could be used on greater resources for the community. I want the community to know that. There's such a protectorate around the information sharing and, you know, the budgets. And if I, if I work with you on this, then we'd have to share budgets and that's not allocated for this. And so, and it just becomes one quagmire. Like it, the, the city is one big ball of wire that somehow works, but wastes money like a sieve. And if we can start picking through that, both as staff, as, you know, the legislative and, and executive bodies, with the community knowledgeable of what's supposed to go on, in my vision, that's how you create more of a utopic, e equ equitable society. Because everyone has a say, everyone has buy-in, and it really is, it really does become a project or process to serve and not to kind of, you know, protect themselves. So not to take you, not to take too much more of your time, um, Kenya, what are you fighting for? What is your candidacy about? 
What are you trying to achieve? My candidacy, candidacy is about allowing my community in particular to stay the community that I love. I have seen in other communities across Brooklyn, I've seen them just kind of turn into the Upper West Side, right? And that is not the community that I know. It is it is vibrant, it is diverse, it is, you know, culturally, language, um, food. You know, we are a, and the epicenter for not only Caribbean culture, African-American culture. You also have Latinx, you know, Afro, Afro-Latinx culture here. I want to make sure the kids in my community have that same access. And that we can stay here with good schools to boot. Well, thank you so much, Kenya, for taking the time to speak with me. It was really a pleasure to get to know you a little better. And good luck on the trail and talk soon. Yes, thank you, Stephanie. And we're going to do this in-person thing. <laughs>